Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Evolution Radio Network with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, DK, and Sadistic Sean David. Now, let's go into the ER and get into the turmoil. fans and welcome to another loaded edition of rampage rants tuesday night turmoil i am sadistic sean david along with my co-host tonight the dean of wrestling referee steve kane uh chaotic katie is is not here she is under the weather she will be with us tomorrow night uh for a glowing ladies night with the ladies of glow so you're not going to want to miss that Tomorrow night on Wrestling Authority Radio. Uh, I want to kick things off. Um, 
as some of you may or may not know, uh, this past Saturday, I did make my debut at Rampage Championship Wrestling in Litchfield, Illinois. It has been a long time coming. Uh, people know that Frank Rude has been coming on this program since uh, January. So uh, it has been a long time coming, but I have made my debut. I will be returning in just a couple of weeks. Uh the 24th of June, I will be hopefully making my return. It's their benefit again for the Special Olympics in Jacksonville, Illinois. I'm excited for that. And man, what a show we had yeah. Saturday night. Um, RCW made me feel welcome and made it feel like home. So definitely a good group of guys down there. And uh, looking forward to uh, June 24th. And also, the huge show that is coming back to the Oakley Lindsay Center on July 21st with Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., Women's Wrestling is going to be debuting, and much more. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, Steve. The last time they were in Oakley Lindsay Center, we had over 500 people. So, who knows what will happen That's with Cowboy great. Bob Orton Jr. in the house. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, it will... Uh bring some uh, people into the building and that. Um, okay. We got to get a little bit serious, Sean, first off, because uh, there was something that uh, happened. Um, unfortunately, after we had uh, gone Start off the, the air, air on Wednesday. So why don't you go ahead and... It is my dismay at this time to announce that there was a pro wrestler fatality over the weekend. It's actually uh, was posted June the 5th. This happened in West Goshen, Pennsylvania. Authorities say a pro wrestler fatality fatally shot his wife inside their Pennsylvania home last week and then turned the gun on himself. West Goshen police say a preliminary investigation found Charles and Stephanie Williams died in a murder-suicide. They say the injuries indicate that the 52-year-old who wrestled as Rock and Rebel shot his 50-year-old wife and then himself. Police responded to the home and met family members early Friday. The officers then searched the home and found the couple in the living room. No other injuries were reported. Friends say Stephanie Williams was the mother of two 10-year-olds who also lived in the home, but it wasn't clear if Charles was their father. He wrestled for Extreme Championship Wrestling and independent promotion. Yeah, yeah. He was actually he was actually more there. In fact, I um, looked him up to see if I could recall him uh, on uh, the network, and uh, yeah, I did. Um, now, he was actually more – he was actually there – during the earlier years of the promotion when it was still Eastern Championship Wrestling. Correct. Um, so, um, and he had a, uh, you know, a moderately successful uh, career over there. Um, he yes. wasn't obviously, I'm, you know, one of the bigger stars, but 
still. Unfortunately, oh. this mimics <clears throat> what happened with Chris Benoit in the perception that this is going to be perceived. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's Except, just... of course, see how he was not as big a star. So. Right. right. Although, although in a weird twisted irony, of course, they both worked for ECW. Yes. Um, so. Now, and I'm yeah, getting an draw... echo. Hmm. I'm not. Uh, so I, yeah, I'll check, let you know if it continues. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to uh, continue going here. And, now, you know, the thing about this is it's, it's so tragic. Uh, mm-hmm. There are wrestlers that I knew that worked with this man. There were uh, several wrestlers that worked with Same him. Same here. That, that uh, the the real him would have never done something like this. So something went tragically wrong, and uh, I don't I, we don't know what we don't know why this happened, but it's tragic and, and it's going to put a bad. Of course, we never will know. No, we won't. And uh, unfortunately, it's going to leave a black eye on the wrestling business for a while, at least in that neck of the woods. If not throughout yeah. the whole country, because this is yeah. this was covered by the New York Post, so it's out there and everybody can find it. Um, yeah, it's, it's very sad. Um, mm-hmm. I don't believe that this woman deserved to die. I don't believe that he deserved to die. Um, I think that no. if he would have reached out for the help that he needed, um, that uh, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Uh, And I want to give the shout out right now. There is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It is 1-800-273-8255. They are available 24 hours a day, or you can do an online chat. Um, but please, yeah, you can before, also, I believe, communicate by text as well. Please, before you uh, think about doing the unthinkable, reach out to these people and see if they can help you. Yeah, um, I'm absolutely. not. Afra- I'm not ashamed to admit that there are times that I've had to reach out to that number myself. Um, mm. It's it. <clears throat> life can throw you some curveballs, and when you're not expecting those curveballs, it yeah, it can be dra- it can be drastic, and and there are times where people don't know how to deal with life, and they think the only way out is this, and it's not the only way out. That is a permanent solution to what is normally a temporary problem that can be resolved. Yep, exactly. So, um, you know, I I don't – I think this is a tragedy. I don't know the guy. I never knew the guy. Um, But I don't don't believe that this is um, – this is a fatality, like they said, and uh, something that is just tragic. And yeah, that's all I can say about it. Right, uh, right. So we also need to move now into the uh, breaking well, news. Yeah, something something else happened. It start, we we had mentioned we had mentioned a little bit of this um, back on Wednesday that uh, um, Colt Cabana. 
was going to uh, miss a Ring of Honor show because of the trial that um, happened starting on uh, Thursday uh, here in uh, Chicago. This was this was the trial that um, had had the wrestling world on edge. Um, yes, Doctor uh, Doctor Chris Ammon, a uh, physician for WWE, had sued um, Colt and CM Punk for four million dollars in damages for defamation, saying that when Punk was on. Colt's Art of Wrestling podcast that he um, defamed him talking about the um, rather infamous uh, staph infection that uh, Punk had on his back and there was a, I mean, there was, there was testimony um, all Punk over a lot down. of uh, video, video testimony. Punk broke down when he was on the stand to where yes. they actually had to call a recess. Well, um, the jury rendered their verdict um, this morning uh, after uh, only two hours um, de- of deliberation after closing arguments. Um, Punk and Brooks prevailed. So Dr. Ammon will not be seeing a dime from either of the gentlemen. Um, yes. Now, this, uh, so. I was talking to our, pro- our uh, former producer today, and I said, this mm-hmm. poses a question. I said, what if CM Punk decided he was not going to wrestle until this trial was over? Because this has been in the court for uh, quite a while. Since Punk left WWE, this has been up in litigation. Open litigation. So what right. if well, Punk? Yeah, because 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 the because the podcast actually aired in Thanksgiving of 2014. Right. Okay. Um. So so this so this so this trial has been in the works for you know three plus years. Okay. I and, I just I just said that I would not find it. Uh, suspicious at all if Punk decided he was not going to wrestle until this litigation is over and that would mean that more than likely as the rumors have, and innuendo have stated that come September 1st he might be all in we will just have yeah. to wait and see I don't on know. that I don't know it's, now, see, it's a strong possibility too, right well the tough part too though Sean is this and this is what this is what makes it di- made it difficult for him because He's undergoing this trial while at the same time he was in training because he has his second UFC fight this right, Saturday night here in yep. Chicago. Yep. So I I don't know. I I seriously think that the, the possibilities are looking stronger and stronger that CM Punk could return to the ring. Whether Dana White is going to allow that to happen is another story, but man, uh, I was telling the, uh, our old show producer today, uh, I said, you know, I said, I want to see him come out at all in and deliver one of those promos that he delivered in, on IWA, in IWA Mid-South 
that you can find on YouTube where he just shreds the audience. I said, if he were to come out and do that, he'd be over like a motherfucker. Like, if you've ever heard a legitimate CM Punk promo, you know what that man is capable of on a microphone unfiltered. Right, right. (laughs) Or, Or even the famous... Or even the famous Raw one. You know. Right. I mean, uh, that man is capable of some stu- some gold stuff on that microphone. So we will just have to oh, wait yeah. and see what happens. I'd like to see him come back. It'd be nice to see him have one more run at it. I thought the guy was uh, always the number one true player. Uh, I thought if he would have got more time in Japan, he would have definitely made an influence. Um <clears throat> I think, you know, you, you fast forward now, CM Punk versus somebody like Nakamura or even CM Punk versus AJ Styles, which was done a lot on the independents. Um, right. right. And made a lot of money for those independent but, promotions. Right, right. But, you know, again, you have to, you have to realize this, Sean, okay? <clears throat> that, was a, that was a 20-something CM Punk, okay? Right. CM Punk is now pushing 40. And it's hard for me to sit there and realize that he is that old. Okay? I mean, because I worked with him, you know, when I worked with him when he was still, when he was still, you know, a youngster. And right. that, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, the kid, the kid was, the kid wasn't even old enough to shave when I was working with him. And that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but um, but of course, it's definitely you know, I mean, go- so he's got, but he's got, but he's got all the road miles on him now. Plus, you know, all the uh, all the punishment that he's uh, taken, uh, you know, both in training and then um, actually in his uh, one UFC fight, right. So, well, and you know, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to he's going to come back and it's going to be the greatest ring since sliced bread, but I think he could make one hell of a comeback and have one last run. Uh, I'd like to see it. We yes. also have some news about possible. somebody about somebody having their last run, or at least that's what they're calling it at Madison Square Garden. The Undertaker yes. will be at Madison Square Garden in July. July 7th. So July seventh, I saw the I saw the uh, I saw a photo of the uh, uh, marquee today. With that, yes. So so I mean, there's there's a lot going on, and um, it's definitely quite interesting to see if he will be back for SummerSlam or Survivor Series this year or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of that. Um, and, uh, in fact, um, speaking of, uh, Survivor Series, um, you know, the, the rumors, the rumors are going that, uh, once, once again, um, Lesnar's going to be, uh, facing Roman Reigns. Ah, uh, so. come on. Damn it. Why can't we get off this fucking Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns kick that they're on? It doesn't work. It might make you some money, but the fans don't like it. Period. 
They are not happy. Yeah. They got up and walked away after the last Lesnar Reigns match. Right. And some of them yep. left before it even went on. Yeah. And last, well, last night, okay, last night showed something, okay? If you put Reigns in any shield combination, he's over. The crowd loves him like that. But as but as a as a single, no. They cannot stand him. So it's time to you know it's it's time it's time to end the Roman Reigns singles competitor uh, um experiment and let just, Seth Rollins be the intercontinental <clears throat> champion. Get Dean Ambrose right. back because he's due back oh, any time. Speaking of, um, he was spotted this past um, Saturday at uh, at the uh, Golden Knights uh, uh, Stanley Cup Finals game against the Washington Capitals, and um, he's uh, sporting a little bit of a different look. He's got a full beard now. And apparently he's got a um, a new haircut, which he was hiding under uh, under a under a ball cap. And he and Renee were there. Um. So huh. they even actually they even actually got to uh, uh, got to ride uh, the Zamboni in between periods. Right. So, so it'll be interesting to see when he comes back. He's due back any time. Um, right. You know, we thought it was going to be money. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought it was going to be money in the bank, but it's not going to be money in the bank. Um, maybe Extreme Rules, which is going to be the next pay-per-view, which we already have some spoilers for. If I can find the damn article. Because um, yeah. there was well, an advertisement oh. that, that they said, uh, where the hell was it? Do you guys have a well, certain note? You what, while you're while you're looking while you're looking for that, um, there's a um, Punk has given a statement now um, regarding the uh, trial, um, and he he made this statement. He says a gigantic weight has been lifted off my shoulder. First and foremost, I'm happy for my friend Colt Cabana, who I think was dragged into this for silly reasons. But, just in general, I'm super appreciative and happy that the jury came to that verdict. I think I had truth on my side. Obviously I did. The common sense prevailed. And I'm just happy. So I appreciate everybody who I guess was in my corner and knew and continues to know the truth. I can't wait to put it all behind me. I wanted out years ago, and I still feel the same way. I just want to move on with my life. So that might, hmm, that last that last part might might belie the possibility of anything happening on September first after that uh, after the signing. All right. Uh, I think I announced this last week, but I'll announce it again. 
Advertising from the arena, which will hold 2018 Extreme Rules pay-per-view, may have spoiled some of the matches taking place. The PPG Paints Arena website is cur- currently states that there will be a six-man tag with Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman facing Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. The website is also advertising Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass, which will presumably have some kind of stipulation added. Extreme Rules will take place July 15th at the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm. Yapes. So that's what we've got for Extreme Rules. I didn't want that. Yeah. I don't think I meant to open that. Uh, Big Vito, who we will uh, not, I'm not going to read his statement, but for anybody that wants to read it, he has issued a statement on Rockin' Rebels murder suicide. Um, I don't support Big Vito after the things he did to one of my good friends. So. Uh, WWE reveals when the UK Championship Tournament will air on WWE Network. The This year's United Kingdom Championship Tournament will be available on the WWE Network on Monday, June 25th, and Tuesday, June 26th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. General Mountain Time. The tapings are scheduled to take place a week prior to that on <clears throat> Monday, June 18th, and Tuesday, June 19th, respectively. Mm. Yeah, so on my birthday. Okay, very cool. Um, we do have some news now that is uh, oh. kind of scary uh, that I have to oh, break. Oh, there's some, there's, some, there's some Chris Jericho Hold on, stuff. Steve. Hold on, Steve. There is a tear group. Uh, uh, the terror group Al-Qaeda calls WWE events in Saudi Arabia sinful. Oh, yipes. Al-Qaeda has condemned WWE for their sinful activities as well as the Saudi Crown Prince for allowing the Western company to perform in the Middle East. A Friday bulletin from the militant group was verified by British newspaper The Independent and has strong criticism for the Greatest Royal Rumble, which took place last month in Jeddah. Disbelieving wrestlers exposed their privates, and on most of them was the sign of a cross in front of a mixed gathering of young Muslim Muslim men and women, the bulletin read. The bulletin was critical of Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who has instigated massive social reforms since receiving his role last year. The new era of Mohammed bin Salam replaced mosques with movie theaters, the extremist group claimed. Since his appointment, bin Salman has introduced several Western ideas to the nation and was a prominent figure during the campaign that lifted the ban on women driving. Yes, in fact, uh, the first woman uh, received her driver's license in Saudi Arabia today. So, uh, this is this is not good. Okay, you do not want the attention of that terror group. Uh, so, Vince, I I would think three times about going back there, and if you do, you need to step up security by five times because. <laughs> 
this is this is absolutely scary. I would not yeah. want to be a fan attending one of their events over there. Uh, just right. nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, well, there's yeah. I mean, you know, and and what's unfortunate is you know guys like you know our friend Mustafa Ali, who right. is Muslim, you know, right, is would probably you know they probably can't risk taking him over there to do one of these shows then if uh if there's if there's the you know, possible active threat right it's it's very scary steve and i i i was shocked when i read it and it came across my screen i said good god i said this is this is all the wrestling business needs um yeah. We do have I mean now uh, we know it's I mean we know I mean we know it's happened before because um now um a few years back uh we actually in fact uh had a had a special broadcast because there was some uh very serious rumors at that point of uh there being a potential uh terror attack here stateside. Yes um on pay per view. Yes. Um, well, Roseanne got herself in trouble for some tweets. Well, a WWE executive was fired following wife's Islamophobic tweets. Mm. A WWE executive who helped secure the company's recent deal with the United Arab Emirates. If I, I don't even think I said United that right. Ar- United Arab Emirates. Yes, Emirates, has been fired following a series of Islamophobic tweets and content from his wife. Sal Sino was fired after a Huffington Post article highlighted his wife, Amy Meckelberg, with the content of her tweets being brought to the attention of WWE. Uh, Yay. Gotta watch. Gotta watch what you or your family puts on social media if you're working in a big company like this. Uh, her followers oh. include oh. President Donald. You know hold what? on, hold on. Yeah, all Steve. right. Make it quick. Her her followers included Donald Trump, Roseanne Barr, Sean Hannity, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Merk, Mel, Melkerberg targets Islam in over forty five thousand <sighs> tweets. Mm. Ay ay Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take let's take a few minutes and let's lighten up the mood here cuz uh we have um one of our uh, guests for tomorrow night that is uh going to be our special uh return to our uh glow series. Um April Horn Enriquez aka Royal Hawaiian. Hello, Hello. and welcome to ER. Aloha. Aloha. How's it going, everybody? Aloha. Great. Oh, Aloha. How are you? Doing Great to be on. We're, we're excited to be on tomorrow night, so I hope you guys and that's some glow fun. How you doing? Oh, please? yeah. We are going to I am great. I am great. And you know what? Hey, Sean, and here's, and here's the thing. To tell you that... Uh, to show you that April is still is still good with me, and that 
Um, I accidentally, my leg hit my phone Sunday morning at 4.30 her time and called her, and yet she's still doing this. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, Steve. I'm used to it because, like I said, I'm at the top of the alphabet, so all of my friends always do that. They hit Uh, hit it accidentally, and because I'm the A at the top of the list, (laughs) I get all the butt dials in the middle of the night and the early morning. Oh, my God. Is that Sean that I hear there? Yes, this is Sean, sweetheart. Nice to meet you, Sean. Nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. You know, big fan of Glow. Um, wasn't around in, in, you know, wasn't alive to see a lot of it, but, man, there are so many tapes that are floating around uh, with wrestling collectors that I was able to get a copy of Glow and sit down and watch it. And, you know... Despite what everybody says about Glow being a mock to professional wrestling, you guys were, you girls were actually fully trained and you busted your ass to perform in front of the crowd. So I don't care what people like like Jim Cornette say and what other people say about Glow. I think Glow was, you know, Glow may not have stood up to the other women's promotions that were trying to run during that time, but Glow was its own entity. And that's what made Glow special. And, That's right. Exactly. And, and, it had and, a great. And you know what? Here we are. Here we are. Thirty-three years later. So that should tell you something. We have very yeah. loyal fans. We love them, and you know we have a lot that weren't even around when the show was out in the mid '80s. You know, right. and they right. they went on well, and that, YouTube and you know whatever else thing, to April. find it. That's the amazing thing, April. Is it's a new generation. And because of that, there are new Glow fans being born every year and uh, new ones being made every day because we have not only the Glow of the past, we have the Glow now of the future with the new Netflix series that will be coming back in just a couple weeks. That's um, right. So it's, it's living on. It's getting, it got a reboot. I'm not a big fan of reboots, but they actually did justice by this one. It's not really that bad. It's actually really good. And there's a lot of people that have turned on to Glow because of the Netflix series that didn't even know about Glow in the beginning. So That's right. It's, it's That's a really right. And great you know, it, our show back in, in the 80s was a family show. We had a lot of kids. We had a lot of kid fans. And today, you know, Netflix is about entertaining the new generation and so it's a little racier we got lots of excitement in that show so it's you know it's still the globe brand but they had to add some twists in there and you know create storylines so that they could keep the fans you know watching the new show and it's great we're excited we're excited for it to to see the new season you know we're gearing up for that at the end of the month but uh, some of the girls tomorrow, just to let you guys know, we have uh, Chainsaw yeah. and Spike, and they're also with the Housewives. And then we have Zelda the Brain coming on with myself. And then we do have a surprise guest going to be coming on. Uh-oh. So all you Glow we fans like out there, yeah, and we like doing that. We're hoping to get some more girls on on a future date. You know, Absolutely. we're not going to tell who's going to be on, so you'll just have to tune in tomorrow and uh, right. see who's going to be right. on. I'll I guarantee you it will be a treat. 
I yeah. appreciate and this is you a big all of this up uh, for us, yes. April. This is a really big deal to me and, and this network. Uh, it means a lot to me that Steve, you know, went out of his way and you're going out of your way to make this happen. And fans, I want you to be here. If you can't be here live tomorrow night, make sure you tune into the archive. This show, the tomorrow night's show will go archived about an hour after the live broadcast is over, and you'll be able to go back and hear the show in its entirety. And let's say, you know, you don't have time till Thursday. Thursday, you can go and click the link from tomorrow night and click the link Thursday morning and come back and listen to the show that we did Wednesday right. night. Whenever you right. have time, tune into this because we promise – it's going to be something that you're not going to want to miss. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've been encouraging and them. So I've been telling the fans that they can't make it live tomorrow to make sure they tune in afterwards. Yeah, so. yeah. And here's and the big thing, and, and April, this is what I'm so thrilled of about this. Um, you know, Chainsaw and Spike, the heavy metal sisters, um, well, the two of them have not actually done, folks, the, the two of them have not actually done a sit-down interview together since the documentary about Glow, which, when after it after it first aired on Logo, really sparked back the interest in the promotion, which then eventually led to <coughs> the idea towards the Netflix series. So That's you correct. guys are. You guys are getting a real treat here. They, you know, they, they, this is, you know, this is the first time in, well, let's see how, when did, when did that documentary shoot? That was 2000. And, that, that was 2012. What, 12? Well, that's what yeah, I think. You know, when I'm, 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 I'm way off, you know, I'm, I'm, my dates are really, I'm not really good with, but. You know, tomorrow you you fans can ask what you want, any burning questions that you got for us. Um, A lot of the girls uh, have been requested. Lots of the fans ask me. uh, Chainsaw Spike, they're one of the the most popular uh, tag teams, you know. Um, I get lots of requests for where are they, what are they doing. So we're going to try and get some of the girls you haven't seen or heard from. And we're going to try and get them on the show and going to try and get them on some other events that we have coming up. And just stay tuned, okay? Yeah. So tomorrow, be ready for some good gossip. Oh, we will be. Oh, questions. (laughs) Whatever you guys got, just call it in. Oh, (laughs) Oh, we will. Yeah. Road, All right, road thank you so much. Everything. April, okay, guys. Appreciate it. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. All right, you got it. Okay. Okay. Love you, Carolyn. You're welcome. Bye. Bye, bye. And that was. Oh, that was the April, treat. April Horn Enriquez, aka Royal Hawaiian, a former Glow Crown holder. So, y'all, we're we're get we're getting somebody who has been a champion over there. So this is so this is really special guys. So you definitely do not want to miss that. So tomorrow night back here at uh, 9 8 central time for uh, Wrestling Authority Radio. It's going to be yes. a real blast. 
Well, we've got some other news. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Indeed, we just did make the list. Impact Wrestling joins Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Yes. So that that adds on to Ring of Honor being there. So this, you know, and and just and if you think in just a few days, Chris is going to be uh, on that on that huge um, New Japan card, and uh, go, you know, and I want to and I'm going to go ahead and and uh, and break that down because um, now that now that we've seen the full card, oh my gosh, I mean, this this card is absolutely stinking loaded. I mean, oh, um, let's see here. I got it. There we go. Okay. And give it just a second to pop up. Here we go. So um, on the card for uh, this coming uh, Saturday night, um, uh, Kazuchi Okada versus Kenny Omega for uh, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Two out of three falls match. So and we're folks going, that are we're going old school here. Folks that are wanting to watch this, this will be offered with English commentary. Yes, on NJPW World. Um, and of course the match that uh, we're you know we've been talking about for weeks, uh, Naito versus uh, Jericho for the. Uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Um, Will Ospreay versus uh, Hiromu Takahashi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, Tanahashi, Rey Mysterio, and Jushin Thunder Liger versus Cody Rhodes, Marty Skrull, and Adam Hangman Page. That'll be an interesting contest. So the the Bullet Club... Evil then, and, e- e- and, and versus the Young Bucks for the IWGP World Tag Team Titles. Then it's Gatto versus Elgin versus oh what the hell are these your names? Tai Chi. See, let me handle this stuff, Sean. I I can pronounce these guys' names. Hiroki Goto versus Michael Elgin versus Tai Chi for the Never Openweight Championship. Um, That's going to be brutal. Yeah. Tomoharu Ishii and uh, Toru Yano versus Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, David Finley and Juice Robinson versus Switchblade Jay White, um, who is the current um, uh, New Japan United States champion, and Yoshihashi. And then... uh, El Desperado and uh, Yoshinobi Kanemaru versus Rapungi 3K for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. That's correct. So this card is this card is loaded from top to bottom. I mean, you know, if if you can if you can manage getting up that early, um, you're yeah, you, know, you can go ahead. You'll you'll definitely be in for a treat. Um, and uh, just a few minutes ago, a little bit of a spoiler alert on uh, 
205 Live. Um, they just they just um, did a uh, promo clip, Sean. Leo Rush is coming to 205 Live. That is correct. Uh, so. I knew about this. I couldn't say anything about it. We're Facebook friends, and I saw it, and uh, I couldn't say anything about it because I like to keep kayfabe. Um, we've got some news here about All In. Why All In 2 could prove problematic if hosted at Madison Square Garden? The upcoming yeah. All event from Chicago hasn't even taken place, but there is much speculation about the next event, which will presumably be called All In 2, with rumor pointing toward the event being held at the legendary Madison Square Garden in New York City. This rumor sounds amazing, but there are a couple of reasons why this might not happen. Historically, WWE has had a hold on the arena. For those that don't know yet, New York City is a traditional WWE territory dating back to Vince McMahon's father and grandfather. WCW made a play in the early 2000s to host an event there, but was successfully blocked by McMahon. Despite this, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer recently revealed on his website that WWE had lost its hold on the building and any promotion could potentially run an event there. Uh, not there. And there is an event date, not WWE on hold, there, but due to the high rates, it would be unlikely that they could afford to run or sell it out unless they make ticket prices extremely high. WWE now only does live events there. So any indie promotion considering hosting an event there would have a lot against them and the potential for McMahon to swoop in and poach key talent before the event. Yes. Oh, speaking of poaching, okay, apparently Vince has gone after the new kids on the block. Um, Uh. World League Wrestling, which is uh, currently running out of Orlando, and uh, has a uh, has a TV contract with um, BN uh, Television, which is available on uh, upper level uh, cable and uh, satellite. Um, they've uh, they were they've been apparently trying to poke in on some of the talent that is wrestling for them. Yes, and. Of course, um, a lot of those a lot of those guys are, uh, you know, not only uh, talents with um, with uh, WLW, they are also talents with Impact and Lucha Underground. Well, so not only that, uh, yeah. not only that, Vince has been trying. But they're contracted, yeah. And the and, other thing and WLW basically said, "Hey, cease and desist, boy." Well, the other company that Vince is trying to hone in on, and it's not working because they have to remember this individual worked for them. They are trying to invade on Court Bowers' MLW. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, well, that's that's the one. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Yeah, I said WLW. That's, that's Harley Race. Duh. Okay. Um, yeah, MLW. That's right. Which um, that's uh, where that's where our uh, um, where I mean we've got we've got we've got uh, we've got several P 
people that uh, Sean and I both know um, that uh, that are actually working on that promotion. Um, well, the, th- the the messed up thing is Vince didn't think that Court was smart enough to put all these guys under contract. I mean, come on, Vince. The guy worked. Let me let me see if I can pull this up real quick because I'm just yeah yeah. Well, Court Bauer was the last actual wrestling guy that was in the creative department until they brought Jimmy Jacobs on board. Now, yes, I know Michael Hayes is, you know, is head of creative, at least on SmackDown. Um, But still, most of these guys, you know, I mean, but but the crew is not, you know, um, you know, wrestling people and that. Bauer, Bauer was a wrestling person. Um, and in fact, Cord Bauer was the one who came up with the, um, help, help me Y2J, um, you know, save us Y2J. Uh, That's correct. Say, you know, um, vignettes that, um, you know, set up uh, Jericho's return. That's correct. I mean, that, oh. that guy is smarter than the average bear, and probably right. I'm I'm, I'm going to put a bold statement out here, but probably one of the smartest promoters that's out there working on the independents right now. Um, yeah, it he he just knows his shit, and yeah. uh, for Vince to think that this is a guy that I can steamroll and run over, even though he worked for me, that just, Vince wasn't thinking. Because uh, he's not going to yeah. get any of that talent. There's there's no right. way. And if, he, right. and if he does get any of the talent, there will be legal litigation that will follow him signing one of their talents. I guarantee it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you think our, you know, Sean, our, uh, our buddy Barrington Hughes, is uh, part is part of that crew. I mean, so. it's one it's one of those things that uh, you you definitely have to keep an eye on. Um, well, we've we're gonna get into the rest of this as we roll on. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not gonna oh. I'm, I'm not gonna name names of promotions, but uh, for anybody that didn't see it, uh, go to my personal page. That's Sean David Hubbard on Facebook, and you can uh, watch my war sit down. And today we talked about rebooking shitty booking. And Steve didn't get to comment on this, but Steve, what is what do you think of when you hear the words rebooking shitty booking? Oh God, I mean that I can I can go I can go about uh, ten thousand ten thousand places on that like uh you know <laughs> completely dropping the LWO L <laughs> and get, and get and get and getting rid and getting rid of about half of the NWO L the NWO black and completely eliminating NWO Wolfpack. Now you you know you sit there and you wonder you know, if WCW would still be in existence if Eric hadn't split off the Wolf Pack into 
you know, so many factions and that. Yeah. It was it was bad. So tune into <laughs> excuse me. Tune into that. Um is there a hurricane coming to Ring of Honor? Yes, there is. So stand back. Yes, yes. Um, Hurricane is uh, go- is going to be making his uh, Ring of Honor debut in uh, in Texas on their on their next uh, on their next uh, live event there. Um, in fact, I think actually actually it's a pay per view and that. Um, oh. Austin Aries made a uh, rather veiled um, reference to Neville on Twitter this morning. Um, oh my! And he and he and he posted this. Um, this was actually in response to a fan who shared a clip of uh, him and Neville from uh, the uh, WrestleMania pre-show match, the one that uh, never. Aired. Made it to the DVD. Yeah. So, uh, so Aries and Neville never will get a payday off of that. Um, but he but he posted this on Twitter, and life was never the same. Dejected, almost amused at my repeated failure. Who'd have known this moment here would be the catalyst for so much future success? And to my victorious opponent. I'd love to do it again. Shackles off whenever you're done serving your time. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh that in other words, in other words, so um when you when you get uh out of your contract and the good thing about, you know, and about uh, Neville's case is this. Remember, okay, there's a there's a 90 day no compete clause. Right. However, however, okay, Neville has not been seen, has not done WWE TV since October of last year. So, the day his contract ends, he's free to immediately go on TV any place because, oh, he's not he's not been he's not been on TV in you know well past any of the you know ninety days. And that's you know, and that's definitely big right there. So I mean, he could he could he could make he could make a surprise, um, oh, um, show up on an impact. Say they say they decided to, you know, set up a deal with him, right? And they and and they do this on either on either on a pay-per-view or on a live show which oh, I mean if you I mean if you think if you think about this 
Think back to the days of Nitro. When WCW, I mean, back to the very first Nitro. When Lex Luger had just been on Raw just a few minutes prior, and all of a sudden, boom, here he is at the Mall of America. Live. Right, right. Or Rick Rude, God rest his soul. You know, got to remember that. Uh, same, there was there were some other ones. Thing. You know, Mean Gene came along at a certain point, right after Hogan did. So, um, you know, there were some surprises that WCW pulled that were huge that nobody right. ever expected. I, I hate to say it because his run there wasn't as good as what anybody anticipated it being. But when they actually signed the Ultimate Warrior, dude, that was huge. Ain't nobody in the, world, in the wrestling world that didn't think that they were going to get the Ultimate Warrior of, like, 1993. Problem was, you weren't yeah. getting that Ultimate Warrior anymore. He was gone. No. He was the shadow of himself. I don't mean to yeah. speak ill of the dead, but it's the truth of the matter. Right, right. You know, and you know, then they and they did that gimmick where all of a sudden, you know, the fog would come rolling up and cover the ring, and then the fog would disappear, and there he was, and that you know, wasn't you know wasn't the you know wasn't the wasn't the greatest. So, um, okay. Oh, so here's so here's what's going on with the. Uh, Hurricane uh, Helms thing. Um, he'll be he'll be at State of the Art in San Antonio on the fifteenth, um, and then um, the following night, uh, State of the Art Dallas, and then uh, he will be uh, doing doing TV um, in Fairfax, Virginia, on uh, June thirtieth. Well, we've got some news when it comes to Jeff Jarrett. Yes. The last time we probably remember Jeff Jarrett in uh in Mexico was that very disastrous Triple Mania entrance where oh, he correct. was, you know, knocking uh Tacos out of the fans' hands and cussing them out and all of that. So, um, well, I guess you know. I mean, rehab has done him good, hasn't it? Hasn't it, Sean? I I guess so. Uh, you know, I guess his in-ring performance was rather good, rather impressive for somebody that's been around as long as he has has and has that many miles on him. Um, because I'm just going to put this number out there. He's probably had over 1,500 matches in his career, if not more than that. So oh, much more than that, I'm sure. Um, you know, there, he's he's got some miles on him. Uh, right, but I'm right. Because I mean, remember, he started out he started out in the territory days, so he was he was working, you know, five nights five nights a week at least. Plus TV, and that was before he ever oh, 
gets WWE. That's but correct. um Sunday right, night well, in uh, Monterey he he made he he surprised everybody and uh appeared in a uh what became a triple threat match uh with uh, Rey Mysterio and uh Dr. Wagner Jr. and has won the AAA Mega Championship, which is the three main singles titles of of AAA. The last person to hold that uh, to hold the uh, Mega Championship, Johnny Mundo. Huh. So that's uh, that's rather interesting. Uh, we want to send our well wishes to. Ashley Massaro, who has undergone yeah. kidney surgery. Yep, yep. So at least uh, seems like uh, everything uh, went well with that. So, um, oh, there was some news on Slammiversary. Where did it go? Oh God, I'm not even going to be able um, to pronounce this. Yeah. Taji Ishimori, Ta- Taji was announced, Ishimori was announced for Impact Wrestling Slammiversary pay-per-view, which is coming to you live on pay-per-view July 22nd. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So we don't um, know who he is oh, going to be facing. Ford. Yeah, um... The and uh, apparently the uh, the floor seats for that sold out in the first hour yesterday. Oh, you can't beat that. Oh, and six, only six VIP um, packages left, and then uh, after that, it's uh, just the uh, uh, twenty-five dollar general admission tickets. So, hey, congratulations to Impact. Um, you're wondering where uh, the authors of Pain have been and uh, where Sanity is? Well, um, to quote the uh, famous uh, Colt Cabana video comedy series, uh, which was the reason that uh, he got cut by WWE, creative has nothing for them. So, right now... wow. These guys, well, these guys are all sitting at home collecting the paycheck, doing nothing. That's sad. Um, yeah, I I always thought that this is what it stood for. Um, there were many things that over the years that people said that his name stood for, but it was said under oath that CM in CM Punk actually stands for check magnet. Right, right. That was the that was the tag team in the LWF, the Chick Magnets, Punk and Venom. Huh? Because of course Venom and I have been have have been friends for a long time. We you know even even during even during the years when I was with Windy City and uh, we weren't supposed to have anything to do with anybody from LWF. Um, I, you know, Venom and I chatted a lot. And then of course, after I left Windy city, then at that point, you know, 
it was it was Katie bar the door. It was full blown. We got to be real good buddies. Him and me and uh, Billy Wack. So. All right, oh well, God! John, we are there, at the top of the hour. Uh, yeah. Let's... One one last thing, Steve. Uh, okay. This was on. Shit! What the hell is her name? Uh, blah blah Wendy Williams show. David okay. Arquette is coming back to wrestling. Oh dear God! That's what I said. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got some new Guns and Roses for everybody tonight, so I hope you enjoy it. Sit back, get something to drink. We'll be back in about three minutes. You're listening to Rampage Trance Tuesday Turmoil. Professional wrestling, entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. 
The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bringing the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. Professional wrestling returns to Pontiac, Illinois this Saturday night with a benefit for a woman with cervical cancer. You can see WWE Hall of Famer, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., and several of the local area stars at the VFW in Pontiac, Illinois this Saturday night benefiting a woman with cervical cancer. Do not miss it. I am going to try to be there. I was invited to the other show that's going on in the area and kindly told the person that I would not be attending and would not attend them even if you paid me to. So, um, (laughs) and it's somebody that you and I know, uh, check your personal messages when you get a chance. Cause, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I appreciate him inviting me, but I will not be going to that. What I'm going to call clusterfuck waiting to happen. Um, That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do want to say that, uh, you know, they're... Look, I have never announced the main event on the show and then turned around and said, Oh, by the way, the main event changed. Like, four days before the show. Who the hell does that? Like, seriously. Who the... Oh, it reeks of shitty booking, Steve. It reeks of shitty yes, booking. Yes, it does. Because if we were to do something like this with Russell Wars or with RWF, we would get called on it right away. They're oh, not absolutely. getting called on it. They're not getting called on it because it's going to be an okay match. It's going to be Brew Baker versus Derek Priest. It'll be the only good match on their card. I promise you. Yeah. So. Yep. You. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't understand why everybody is blinking an eye at this and not not having a fit because this is not acceptable. We've talked about it before, so please don't go support that show this weekend. We told you why not to go, um, but just a quick reminder that show, there is another show in the area that is happening outside of a strip joint and an adult film store. Do not take your children there. Um, if you're 21 and up and you think you want to go have a fun night, go ahead and go out to this show. But uh, if you're a true wrestling fan and want to take your kids to an all-ages show, go to the show in Pontiac, Illinois. Because that's your money well spent. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I do want to remind everybody that June 24th, RCW is coming back to Jacksonville, Illinois, with a benefit for the Special Olympics. You do not want to miss this. Um Man, there, there's some great stuff happening in RCW. And uh, mm-hmm. you definitely want to mark your calendars to be in Quincy, Illinois, July the 21st. It's 
when Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. makes his return to RCW. Um, and it's it's going to be a great night. It really is. And the people in Quincy have been waiting for RCW to come back. So this is going to be a big night of action. And uh, there's some great matches that are being planned for that event. So um, <clears throat> don't miss tomorrow night. It's going to be Wrestling Authority Radio, a glowing ladies' night with the stars mm-hmm. of glow provided by the Royal Hawaiian. Yep. Yep. And um, it's, man, that's going to be something that's going to be fun. And right. uh, you never know who else might pop in tomorrow night. Uh, next week, we're going to be trying to talk to Freelance Wrestling. Is uh, next Saturday, next Friday, they are celebrating their four-year anniversary, and they have done mm-hmm. some outstanding things in Chicago um, over the last four years. They went from a promotion that didn't really get a lot of looks to a promotion that got a lot of looks real fast. Um, yeah, in fact, um, in fact, uh, Chicago Magazine <coughs> um, has rated them one of those one of the uh, top underground. Uh, draws of the city. So, uh, you know, they d- no. they're busting their ass to make that work. So, right. Um there's another show that is going to be going on in Chicago um in the Chicago land area, and the only reason that I'm mentioning it is because these are two guys that I said needed to be booked about 5 years ago. Uh ladies and gentlemen, the Nasty Boys will be making their return to Chicago. Uh, I believe if it's not this month, it's next month. So you want to yeah, get July, all the so. details. Uh, get all the details on that because uh, I believe they're going to be wrestling in Chicago one last time. Um, and you know, I'm I'm going to say this for everybody that's oh man, it's the Nasty Boys. Do not expect the Nasty Boys in 1990 because um, they're. I'm just warning everybody. They've got aged. They have aged, and and the things they were able to do in 1990, they may not be able to do now. Um, but I love those guys. Nobs Nobs is a funny guy. I've talked to him a couple times, and uh, Skies right. was always a good guy. And uh, well, man, the, yeah. Well, the ahead. thing. Well, the thing is this. I mean, you know. Um, we had, well, Brian, um, we had, we had had, we had had, uh, him with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Windy City Wrestling. Um, and that, that was at the time that I was, um, doing, um, my, uh, cable show and that my, my ex-partner and I. And we interviewed him, and there was and it was very interesting because that night um, he we did we uh, we did a short interview with him before the show started, and that and as as he's closing off the interview, he's making a threat to Eric Bischoff. Well, nobody knew except him. And two nights later on Monday Nitro, all of a sudden, there he is. 
Bingo. So we had to. So we hurried up and we and we rushed that and we rushed that uh, promo uh, to to air that Saturday on our show and that. So. Um, I don't blame you one bit there. I mean, he, those were two guys that even worked for the original powerhouse wrestling down here and drew Tim Lyles some money. Um, yeah. He had skags and knobs in. So uh, separate and then together at one point. So, I mean, those, those were two guys that made some money in this area. Um, and I don't know why they were never brought back by Dreamwave. It it kind of blew my mind because I thought they were overlooked. I said, "Here are two guys that you know. If you wanna, if you wanna go for you know history and and guys that can still work, why not book the Nasty Boys?" And I said yeah. that years ago. I said that in like 2009, and it's now taking you know some of the Chicago feds like all these years to to go and look and go, hey, there might be some money to be made with these guys. Because they're not, they're not done yet. I mean, they're not fully washed up. They've, they've gotten some local TV time here and there. And I believe they're still somewhat of a draw. I believe that there are still, let's say they're charging you $1,500 for the pair. I believe there's 150 people that would come out and see the Nasty Boys if it's promoted. Oh, right. absolutely. If it's not promoted right, no, they're not going to come. But if it's done right, they will come. Um, oh, yeah. Especially in the Chicagoland area. So yes. I hope this company yes. steps their advertising game up uh, so they can make their money back off the, the Nasty Boys. And Knobs isn't that bad of a trainer and if you were to do a tag team seminar, you could do Jerry Skaggs and Brian Knobs for 100 bucks for a seminar and have them teach tag team wrestling. And, dude, I know people oh. that would pay for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, these are two guys that are experts at tag team wrestling. I mean, they were, they, they were doing it uh, – down down south before they before Vern signed them, they worked for Vern, they worked for Vince, they worked for Eric. I mean, you know, they they went they went every place. They went. I every believe place. they even they were with all the big names. I believe they even had a short stint in ECW. I know Nobbs did after fucking uh, Bishop or whoever came yeah, him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was no, it was it was Nobbs as a solo. Uh, at that point, uh, um, Sags was uh, injured with uh, with the with the elbow, and that okay. and uh, and couldn't work at the time. In fact, uh, basically they thought he was done. I remember that because uh, he did he did one last show down here for Tim because Tim didn't know if he was ever going to be able to bring him back, and uh, it actually drew well for Tim. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things that people fail to realize is I pay homage to the history that this area has produced. And I know a lot of the history. Uh, I might not have been there, but I've gone back and studied the tapes and and studied the date books and all of that uh, because I I like doing that. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of rich history that has gone through this area. 
Um, oh, and there's yeah. going to be there's going to be some great stuff that continues to come to this area. Um, mm-hmm. No. Uh, well, uh, there's. Uh, I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, if you look, Sean, at at a lot of at a lot of the stars that are out there that are out there now. Okay. And uh, you know, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do a little bit of horn tooting here on this. Okay. Uh, because you know, I mean, Chris Daniels, um, Kalisto, who was then known as uh, Samurai del Sol. Correct. Um, Mustafa Ali. Ali. I mean, I who date you know, I date back to him as yeah as Alto. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, all of these all of these guys that are out there now. And then to think on the big stages to think that have Chicago connections to think that CM Punk was actually a champion here in LaSalle and probably caused one of the biggest riots I think I've ever seen in my life the night that he got the title over acid and tied acid in the ropes and people just went absolutely fucking bonkers. Right. I mean, people were people were literally trying to climb into the ring. It was that damn insane. Uh, yeah, because Punk had that kind of heat back then, and right, Acid was right. so over as a baby face. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a guy that never got the credit that he deserved. That really should have actually gotten a shot with WWE was Acid because that oh, guy had God. all the talent. All the I'll talent. I'll tell you in the what. World. I'll tell you what. My second, the second show that my partner and I, um produced uh promoted in that up in uh, union illinois um we actually we had we had him do double duty he worked the opening match against uh jay jensen and jay was just coming back off of a broken collarbone and i remember when i did when i did pre-show meetings with the guys and that um I I said I said to him I said I said son don't do anything foolish out there okay now I'm just happy I'm just happy you're here take care of yourself all right now and he's like don't worry don't worry I'll I'm I'm good I'm okay and that um, and it was great because after because. Because after the fir- after the first match was over, I had had I had Brandon Bishop do a walkout and oh uh, and uh, and challenge him uh, for for a match later on that night. And he and Brandon, I mean, I was I was so happy to be in the ring working with those guys. Because they put on one heck of a great match. It was absolutely, absolutely awesome. Um, I got to tell you about one of the funny, one of the most uh, weird gimmicks that I saw over this weekend at RCW. His name is Bad okay. News Bronson, and he comes out talking to a stuffed animal and dressed like a Care Bear. And I don't know what to think. What? I really <sighs> 
I really don't I mean, know what to think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean that almost sounds like Vita Scott. I mean, Vita Scott comes out with a bear hat on, and that. <laughs> uh, but this guy—that's that's, that's is, another one I got to talk to, try and get on here. Uh, he was impressive, but uh, definitely don't know, like. Uh, one of the commentators asked me, he goes, do you know what he's saying to that thing? I said, I have no idea. This is my first night here. <laughs> uh, but I had a lot of fun at RCW. Uh, but there, you know, that was, that was one of the most uh, stand out there kind of moments for me. Uh, the other one is chaos and war. Uh, AKA Chris riot seemed to be back together. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But RCW ended Saturday night in a total war zone. The locker room cleared out. It was an absolute brawl all over the place. Uh, security tried their best to contain it. And it's, uh, it's going to lead into Malcon, which is hitting Quincy, Illinois, June 23rd. And then, as I said before, the next stop, on the RCW summer tour after the mall con is June the 24th in Jacksonville, Illinois, benefiting the special Olympics. So RCW's got mm. a lot of dates coming up this summer. It's the great American summer tour. You don't want to miss it. Um, and I believe our ne- uh, the next date in Litchfield is going to be in August. So um, Litchfield fans, you're going to have to drive out and see a, a RCW where uh, they're, they're going to be in these other towns uh, and just uh, wait for us to come back in August because, uh, man, there's some great stuff coming to RCW within the next couple months. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Steve Kane is yeah. going to try to make it down there. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him my witch's broom and see if he can fly on it. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that's anything but, like Thor's hammer, only certain people can uh, can use it. So I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> I believe we don't have any more news to cover. Uh, I believe we covered it all in hour one. So I know we are a little bit behind on time where we would be now, but uh, give us a couple minutes. We're going to get organized here and talk SmackDown and Raw. Right. Um, yeah. Um, well, boy, speaking of, speaking of raw, okay. I'm sorry, but that uh, whole new angle that they're doing with Baron Corbin—it's the authority all over again. It was uh, boring then; it's boring now, and it's even more boring because Corbin can't carry this kind of stuff off. Now. I'm sorry, Corbin, but Baron Corbin to... should have been the guy that uh, um, should have had a mouthpiece for. Let him Corbin be. Let some... him be the silent assassin type. Corbin is somebody that you needed to put with somebody like Paul Heyman. Um, yeah, that's the only way it's going to work. Uh, they're trying to push him as a big time star and it's just not working. It doesn't work. Um, at best Corbin is a great upper mid card guy. Um, 
What I mean by that and is... And that's provided you don't give a microphone and let him talk. Yeah. Let's give everybody the microphone and let them talk, and, and let's see how well that gets over. And yeah, we're going to have yeah. some I'd great rather, promos, and I'd we're going to have I'd some shit promos. To, I'd ra- and this I'd is what I think to it. To put some stank on it! Ten minutes. I'd rather listen to Elias... <laughs> cut a 10-minute promo than five seconds of Baron Corbin. I would rather listen to Elias do a 10-minute song that is just like nails on a chalkboard that makes your ears want to bleed than listen to Baron Corbin. Right, um, right, yeah. He cannot well, cut a that's promo. What, that's, what Corey, and, that's what Corey Graves already says that, that, uh, it, that it does to him, but... <laughs> Gra- uh, Graves is probably right, and Corbin can't cut a promo to save his life. Uh, he couldn't cut a promo on a paper bag and get over. Um, yeah. That's just my analysis of it. At one point, Corbin had an it factor to him, but that it factor is gone. Uh, he's great in the ring, but they need to let his action in the ring speak for itself. They don't need to give him any mic time, and they need to give him a mouthpiece. Um, it's sad yeah. that they don't have a guy like Zeb Coulter still working with the company that you could put Baron Corbin with and really do something with him. Um, they don't really have any managers anymore. You know, WWE has gotten away from that, but they need somebody mentoring Corbin that is going to get him over. Otherwise, it's never going to work. Right, but... You know, but now they've got him as Stephanie's mouthpiece. You know, uh, like I say, it's just stupid. It's why stupid does Stephanie need a mouthpiece? She's the, she is the cockiest <clears throat> little little miss bitch. Because that... she's not because she's not there all the time. So <laughs> they're going to use Corbin. Why couldn't it be Owens? Counter, already, to they... counteract. Yeah, exactly. To counteract. They've already uh, given. They uh, Stephanie already let and demanded that Zayn and Owens come to Raw. So why not have the the two mouthpieces for Stephanie be Owens and Zayn? Like this, the yeah. Corbin thing makes no sense. Hey, yeah, we're gonna exactly. have Baron Corbin be the mouthpiece of Stephanie McMahon. It's gonna be great. And then Raw yeah. gets the lowest ratings in like. What did I say last week? It was the yeah. lowest. Well, what's what's like, scary? What's scary is they what's scary is they went up this week. <laughs> of course they did. Yep. You know why that yep. was? Because Roman Reigns wasn't me 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 Brock Lesnar me 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 Brock Lesnar. Yep. Yep. If WWE, no. we've said this before, if WWE would get away from the bullshit and put a little bit more action in that ring, they would see viewership increase drastically. So Seth Rollins interrupts Elias. Jinder Mahal and Roman Reigns join in. It becomes a tag team match. Seth Rollins and yep. Roman Reigns versus Elias and Jinder Mahal. Mahal yeah. and Elias defeat Rollins and Reigns. Yeah, um, good match. Good match, definitely. Oh, Baron Corbin 
ruins Kurt Hawkins' search for victory number one. Right. And then that, and, and it's after that that we find out about uh, Corbin's new role as constable. Yes. Um, I did like the, uh, I did like him sending uh, Hawkins through the table of tacos. Yeah, table of tacos. There we go. <laughs> table of tacos. <laughs> um, Natalia versus Nia Jax. This was probably easily. Uh, it, it didn't get a high rating or a high grade, um, according to these people. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I uh, liked it. It was a I, good I match. It was yeah. It was and it was good for the purpose of you know what it was for, which was to help uh, get uh, get more attention on the, you know, Nia Rousey match and, you know, in two weeks. So. Well, and it did. But the thing about it is this. It also made people think, is Nia too big? Um. You know, is she is she that dangerous that she could injure Rhonda that easily? Um, yeah, and it put that doubt in people's heads that you know, yeah, we know that Rhonda Rousey is a badass bitch, but there's a huge possibility that now Nia could win. I mean, yeah, Nia injured exactly. Natalia that easily. How easily could she injure Rhonda Rousey? So. Right. I definitely like right. that. It was a good back and forth story. Then mm-hmm. uh, we get the underdog match of the night. It was Bobby Roode against Braun Strowman. Unfortunately, I liked Roode's promo on that, Sean, at the beginning. You know, before before he goes out, that oh, his goal wasn't to win the match. His goal was just to survive it. Well, I think he survived it, but we also saw what Braun Strowman is capable of doing with his bare hands with a ladder. And if he can rip a yeah. ladder in half that easily, um, now granted, that wasn't set up. But if he could chop down the ladder that easily, he could chop down the ladder that easily fully stood up with somebody on it. And that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? You know, you wonder, was that was that a teaser as to something that might happen at Money at the Bank. Braun Strowman with legal ladders is scary. I don't think we've seen Braun... We've seen Braun Strowman in maybe some no disqualification matches, but I know what we're going to see him in next month, and it's going to be an Extreme Rules match. And it's going to be insane. Um... WWE would never do this, but if I had Braun Strowman on my roster to build him up and put him over, I would give him 15 minutes and tell him to put his opponent through as many tables as he possibly could. And I would mm-hmm. just I would just see how many tables he was <clears throat> actually capable of putting somebody through in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And tell exactly. the guy, tell, tell, tell the department that uh, you know, does the tables make sure that uh, this guy is going to be able to survive all those tables? Because 
I don't want him breaking down halfway through the match. You know, you get yeah. 10 minutes in and he can't survive the other five. Yep, <laughs> and Braun exactly. just picks him up and puts him through another table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly. Oh uh, my gosh. So, all right. So then we get, so then we get uh, Kevin Owens uh, interview and in that um, where he cuts the promo on uh, Finn Balor. Then we go back to, uh, Part two of the backstage, uh, um, Natalia, Naya, and uh, Rhonda uh, segment. Then you get that awesome Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy promo. Yes. And then oh, you get the tag gosh. team number with, one uh, with Battle Royal. Yeah, with, uh, with, with uh, Renee saying that, yes, she is indeed Woken. Oh, Lord. And, and Matt, and Matt responds, wonderful, and gets, and gets the entire crowd clapping for her. Um, Now, WWE has some trademarks. Uh, We didn't get to talk about this, but WWE re-trademarked the NWO. They have also trademarked Woken Warrior. Yep. yep. So, well, more of the more of the Matt, uh, you know, I mean, more of the Matt Hardy thing. This is. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> yes. That's yes. what's been to And this, right? Yeah. And you know, and uh, hey, and what? And on the and in the bag and in the battle royal, the B team goes over again. You know, and I tell you, it's so it's so funny that uh, the um, ironic thing about this, Steve, is it got a B minus grade on Bleacher Report. So the oh, B team got a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. But what's uh, so but what's so funny is the crowd is the crowd is reacting to this. They like this gimmick, you know. And that's and that's the that's the hilarious bit about this. Is All right. That, you know, I mean, I mean, people are showing up, you know, wearing white T-shirts that they've you know, met, you know, put the put that uh, B on with the with the magic marker in that. Absolutely. It's you know, it's, it's it's hilarious. I mean, you know. Once again, I, you know, something that was, you know, put together, you know, as a, as a joke is turning into something that, uh, is, is going to probably wind up being a pretty huge deal for a while. Well, and, and then we go to the thing, uh, that is being called the worst rivalry to be done in years. It's Bobby Lashley calling out Sammy's name. Right, right. And a lot of people are saying this is not getting over. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing the thing that I didn't like about this is that line in the promo where Zane says that Bobby, you know, 
probably never even served. I don't know who approved that line, but especially with the relationship that uh, WWE has with the military, you're an idiot for having for having you know okayed that in this whole thing. I mean, El poor Bobby probably you know since he's just gotten back, obviously. You know, even even with the amount of years he's got experience in the business, is you know back like on the you know on the on the lower rungs of the ladder, so he can't sit there and say, "Hey, no, don't do this and that." But that's got um, that's got to have got that's got to have you know in some ways legitimately bothered him. Bleacher Report says that they are trying to get. Lashley over too much and uh, trying to make this look like his first run all over again um, and trying to prove how much he's improved. Except, except, everybody, except everybody knows oh, how experienced and how good he is. Right. Well, and that's just it. They, they are overdoing it. And trying to show how much he's improved instead of letting him show how much he's improved in the ring. That's why they're doing these silly promos and all of this because they want Bobby yeah. Lashley to be the guy again. And he can yeah. be the guy. Just don't over fucking right. do it. Don't goo goo and gaga the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't rain, don't rain them. Alexa Bliss. Sasha Banks and Ember Moon versus the Riot Squad. I loved the match. Hated what was what was done to them at the at the end. To help y'all set up the whole idea of Baron Corbin's character and that. That was that, just dumb. Yeah. That was that was absolutely that was absolutely stupid. Then we and get then, uh, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens, and this ended with Finn Balor doing a coup de gras off the top of the ladder. Yep. And then grabbing the Money yep. in the Bank briefcase, almost mm-hmm. mimicking what Samoa Joe did on SmackDown. Last week. Yep. So we've we've got the two people from SmackDown, the people from SmackDown and Raw that are saying that they are going to win Money in the Bank and have proved that they can scale the ladder and claim the reward. Will it be yep. Samoa Joe time? Will he be Mr. Money in the Bank? Or when... Will Finn Balor finally get a shot at redemption and be able to cash in and reclaim the Universal Championship? Mm. It's going to be interesting. But then you have to remember that Braun Strowman is also in that match. So I feel bad for everyone involved. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I'm going to let Steve open SmackDown and kind of take over SmackDown. I did Raw. Um, okay. Okay. Let me, let me, 
um, let me go ahead and pull and pull that up here. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely there was some there was some uh, real good there were some real good highlights uh, to uh, to SmackDown um, tonight. So let me go ahead and okay. I'll be able to have that uh, in there. Come on. What's going on here? Um, hmm. Okay. This will do. And. Okay. Why? Hmm. Okay. All right. I got it. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what's going on. Why they don't uh, have all have all the results in here? So, I guess the first I uh, the first thing that we opened with, uh, as they're naming it, is Carmella unmasked Oscar. Right. Um, I did not pay attention to this until Asuka came out. I don't care for Carmella. I don't think I ever will. Um, yeah. I just, I, I, I don't get it. She's a rich, snobby bitch from New York. Okay, great. Um, I could take her or leave her. I haven't seen really anything that's really impressive about her that makes me go, oh, I've got to see Carmella. Right. Uh, so Asuka gets interrupted by Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Uh, Paige comes out, and Paige offered the Empress of Tomorrow a choice between Mandy and Rose and Sonya Deville. Asuka says she wants them both. Both, yep. So we get... Uh, Asuka versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Asuka wins via submission. After the bout, Carmella blasted Asuka with the SmackDown Women's title, obviously uh, leading into things at Money in the Bank. Bank, yes. Then we get uh, what was the squash match and probably one of the worst-weighted matches of the whole SmackDown card tonight. It was Harper against Mm -hmm. Carl Anderson. Yeah. And it wasn't either one of the workers' faults. Um, But unfortunately, they they booked it as a squash match, and it got... uh, Or at least to make it look like that, and and then Anderson uh, uh, pulls pulls off the... uh, Pull it, pull it out of your rear end. Win. Yeah, it was almost rated a D. Um, the match was not a thriller. It did, however, manage to make Harper look dominant and make it feel like Allen <clears throat> Anderson and Gallows have a shot against the tag team champs at Money in the Bank. Even right. so, there is barely a spark ahead of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship bout. The tag team division mm-hmm. has become a low, low priority on the Blue Brand. That's a shame, considering the talent it boasts. Yeah. Um, I have to agree, because they're not fully focusing on what could be here. 
Um, right. Then we go to Jimmy Uso and Naomi versus Lana and Aiden English. That was a good match. I liked I liked this one. Um, poor Lana. She she needed she did uh, she deserved a break. Um, because uh, Oscar Sunday at a house show practically kicked her balls. <laughs> she did. Um, Oscar Oscar did her. Uh, did her spin kick to uh, to Lana's head. Lana's hair extension flew off. Yeah, I read about that. I saw the video. I saw the video. It is stinking hilarious. I'm sorry. I love Lana to death. She's, you know, she's not only gorgeous, she's also, you know, really starting to show some talent in that ring. You know, shows that she's actually put the time and the work in, and that to uh, make herself make herself good. And that, um, so yeah, I def I definitely like this match. It, I I was I was all I was all good on this one. Uso and Naomi pick up the win via pinfall. Yep. Then we get the AJ Styles and Nakamura contract signing. Mm-hmm. Which it it was interesting that they did that in the back, and that, and then did wind up uh, having AJ go ahead and slap Nakamura, uh, rather than the standard out there in the middle of the ring, flip the table, brawl type uh, situation. And that. Absolutely. And that was definitely so, uh, one of the better matches on the card. Or mm-hmm. one of the better segments on the card, excuse me. Then we go yeah. to Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Oh my gosh. Great back and forth. Um, great the way they set up. Um, I definitely like the way that they did the uh, thing where they where they both threw a kick at each other and they both stopped it and then they're looking at each other like okay what do we do all right how about let's you know let's put them down at the same time and so they let each other's leg down and back off and that and then uh, and then went from uh, there on it um, in you know, a. Uh, Huge upset submission victory. Lynch was able to defeat Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the worst rated segment of SmackDown tonight. This got a mm-hmm. D minus. And that okay. was the big cast interview. Oh, God, yes. That was Oh, that was a snore. I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, he was, he, oh, as much, as much of a, as much of a jerk as he is, um, Cass was, uh, Cass was much better off with Enzo, where Enzo did most of the talking and Cass only had to, well, fill in, uh, little bits here and there and and that he was good at to have him try and carry off uh, an entire like you know 
three, four minutes like that, no, does not work. Well, and that's just it. Uh, they're trying to shove him down our throats and go, here, he's going to be the next big thing. Yep. Yep. And it's not going to work. It, it didn't work with Diesel. Nope. And it's not going to work with him. No. Unfortunately, well, no. it works for Diesel. I'm going to give Diesel credit. Well, it worked for Kevin, a little while with yeah, Diesel. Yeah, because Kevin, Kevin, has, Kevin has personality. And that. Oh. Chaos is just a is just a big guy with a big mouth. <laughs> and then the match of the night. Obviously, it was your main event. It was the new day against the Miz, Rusev, and Samoa Joe. Yep. Yep. Very, very, very good good match. All three of them and that. I still cringe when uh, Big E does that. Uh, I hope so. I'm just, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared to death that one of these days something is really going to happen to him. And that, um, you know, I would have to agree. And then we've got our. If I go back here. And get them. Uh, okay, there we go. We had 205 results. Our friend Lince DeVrado versus my good friend, uh, somebody that almost made an RWF debut in 2012, the Brian mm-hmm. Kendrick. Yep. Um, your winner was Lince Dorado post-match, Drew Gulak, blindside Kalisto, and Lince Dorado. He begins stomping on Lince before Great Madalik and Kalisto run him off. Yep, yep. TJP versus Brian Keith. Your winner, TJP. Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy, your winner via disqualification, Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Hideo Atami, Hideo Atami, excuse me. Yeah. Beats down on Ali before hitting the running missile dropkick to the bottom corner on Buddy Murphy. He attacks Mustafa Ali again with a kick to the head of Ali as he stands tall over both of them as referees and producers flood the ring to break it up. The show comes to a close with the day of Atami standing tall. So, after 205. Yep. Alright. And there. That's pretty much going to do it for us tonight. Yeah, I want to exactly. Uh, um, cue up, cue up our, cue up our music, Sean. Okay. Okay. Cause I got something weird happening here on my. 
I got it. Laptop. Uh, well, okay. this is this has been a 2018 Rampage production. This is Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil on the Evolution Radio Network. All rights reserved and copyrights belong to Rampage Productions. Anyone found using this content without the written or verbal consent of the producers of this network uh, could be penalized. And with that, I want to tell you uh, that you need to be here tomorrow night for Wrestling Authority Radio at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Yep. You don't want to miss it. And with that being said... You know what time it is. You can go where you want to, but you can no longer stay here. Good night. Get out.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.